0: Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Spend all this hot tea on these podcast streets. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. When tea time and filter with your girl loving tea.
1: Hey, Tea Sippers, welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I got my girl, Emily, with me in the house. Hey, everyone. So anyways, it's been a long week. It's been so much drama, so much mess going on. And so I want to bring Emily on so we could talk about some, you know, a few things. Now, if you guys do not know, yesterday, Bella Hadid was trending all over social media They are the daughters of this beautiful Dutch model. Her name is Yolanda Hadid. And basically, um, Bella and Gigi Hadid, their father, he's Muhammad Hadid, and he's from Jordan. So he's like, he's a Muslim. And so if you look at Bella, she looks just like her father. She has her father's nose and features. She's a beautiful girl, but she always felt like the ugly sister because her features were not as Eurocentric as her sister When you look at Gigi Hadid, she's blonde, she's blue eyed and the mother always praised her features um, because her features were more palatable, more European. They weren't as Middle Eastern. So Bella felt a lot of, you know, pressure. And so eventually she agreed to get a nose job at 14. So right now people have been dragging the hell out of Yolanda Hadid. They have been going in on her on Twitter and on social media saying that once again, this is proof that you're a bad mother because they've been calling her out for years. You used to watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right?
2: Yeah, and I I couldn't help but feel bad for just Gigi because I remember when Yolanda was first introduced and she came on it was when she was married to uh David Foster and um she uh had introduced Gigi and she really didn't talk a lot about Bella but there was a lot of it was Gigi this Gigi that it was all the pictures of Gigi that she had put her in modeling very very young. I I could be wrong but I think Gigi started modeling way younger than bella it's almost like bella didn't start modeling till after she had plastic surgery
1: yeah and that was the thing that was kind of conflicting because initially she tried to make it seem like oh i didn't put my kids in modeling until they were 18 but she literally had been she's had bella in modeling since she was like three Like there's conflicting audio where she'll say, oh, Bella started modeling at three. And then you see all these pictures of Bella when she was like a little girl, eight, nine, 10, and she's with some of the top agencies. But Gigi was not. Gigi definitely started after the age of 18. Now,
2: Gigi, Gigi's the blonde. Bella's the, yeah. Yeah, but Bella is the, which is really interesting because Bella now is, it seems like it's completely, like the the script's been flipped bella seems to be the one who's like the it girl and everybody's always clowning Gigi because after she had her daughter um i mean she's still doing runways and stuff but she just i don't think Gigi's had as much work done so she might be more comfortable in her skin you know how they say oh one's had a glow up everyone's saying that Gigi had a glow down which i totally Mm -hmm. disagree so it's almost like the flip uh, the script has been flipped on them um because Gigi you know she'll go on live uh she's got um I think it's called rosacea where you know she's got a lot of redness in her skin. it's just not perfect you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then Bella I think it was a couple of years ago was that Egyptian numeral thing where I I don't know how they added up but she was like declared the most beautiful woman according to this
1: oh yeah I remember that I had did a video on that like her and Beyonce yeah
2: yeah, her and Beyonce. That so was
1: it, Bella That was that was nominated? Yeah, so it's a Bella, girl. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Because I remember in that video, because I've always thought that, you know, both Bella and Gigi were very beautiful. But, you know, I mixed them up. But, yeah, Gigi's the blonde. So right. when I looked at Bella, I said, okay, well, I could see why they would say she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. You know, she has high cheekbones. Her eyes, her nose, very symmetrical. And I remember people in the comments section saying, no T, how can she be considered beautiful when she's had plastic surgery? And I was like, wait, what? Bella? You know what I'm saying? Having plastic surgery. Because like I said, I've never really dug into them like that. I just assumed they were just naturally pretty girls. And so when I went to look at the before and after pictures, I said, well, damn, her face does look a lot different. But then I thought, well, maybe she was a lot younger. What I find very interesting is that people have been calling her out for, you know, getting her nose done for years, but she always claimed that it was because she was 13 and 14 in those pictures that are on the internet. Her face was chubbier. She's grown into her face. She's a lot older and that could all be true. So then for her to turn around and be like, oh, I got a nose job at 14. It's like, yo, people been calling out this nose job for like years and you always denied it. So I feel like in a way she's trying to be more relatable. I don't
2: know yeah. it's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about all this stuff with the celebrities and the plastic surgery and, and if they've had it or should they admit it. And I feel like 14 is very young for a nose job. Um, but I, I think, you know, which I'm no expert, I don't know. But I think that Bella has had. Probably more done than a nose job, so I find mm-hmm. it interesting that that's the only thing she's, you know, feels comfortable talking about. But then again, you know, that's that's her and her medical history and what she wants to disclose is on her. But it is very interesting. Why now? Why would you want to come out about it now? And I know she in that article had talked about um, eating disorders and depression and you know, uh, how she felt that she was born, you know, so lucky, you know, born into money with so many resources and she shouldn't feel depressed. And I mean, it did get really deep. And, you know, I did have empathy for her, but it is interesting. Why now? Why are you coming out now disclosing all this information that you've been battling with for, you know, since you were 14?
1: Right. And I think part of that, like for me, I'm getting euphoria tease. Like, I'm starting to notice it's almost like society is mirroring what we're watching on television. Euphoria is one of the most popular shows. Me and you have talked about this. And Uh one of the biggest storylines in Euphoria was the drama between the two sisters, Lexi and Cassie. And, you know, Lexi was the younger sister to Cassie and Cassie was the prettier, older sister, the blonde, blue eyed, big boobs. Everybody, you know, found her very attractive. And then, you know, Lexi was just, you know, the little Burnett hadn't really blossomed and come into her own yet. So I feel like it's almost like Bella is playing the role of Lexi in real life. It's like art is mirroring real life in this situation.
2: Yeah, because Lexi became, you know, fan favorite. Everybody loved Lexi. I think everybody likes an underdog story. They find, I personally found Lexi relatable, so I get it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lexi was the fan favorite. And I know a lot of times these models, they, uh, You know, they it's almost like they have to stay trending. They have to stay in the talk. You hadn't really heard too much about either of them lately. So it's just a very interesting. The timing is interesting. I definitely get euphoria tease from it, too.
1: Yeah, that's what I get. You know, a lot of these celebrities are trying to be relatable. Even the other day, we were talking about how Kylie Jenner came out. And uh-huh. she talking about her postpartum, you know, depression with her second baby. And I'm not trying to invalidate that. You know, a lot of women go through postpartum. That's something that's very real and very serious. But in the way she was talking about it on Instagram, like, yeah, you know, and I just felt like a lot of postpartum, like it just didn't even come off as like really genuine to me. I just didn't get that vibe. It's almost like this is what's cool to talk about. And let me just try and act like as regular as possible
3: my postpartum moms, that postpartum has not been easy. It's not been easy. It's very hard. It's, this experience for me personally has been a little harder than with my daughter. It's not easy mentally, physically, spiritually. It's just crazy. And yeah, I didn't wanna just get back to life without saying that because I think we can look on the internet and, you know, for other moms going through it right now, um, we can go on the internet and it might look a lot easier for other people and like put the pressure on us, but it hasn't been easy for me either. It's been hard and I just wanted to say that. So I didn't even think I'd make it to this workout today, but I'm here and I'm feeling better. So you got this. And
1: And I'm not saying that she can't have postpartum, but I think it's a lot harder for me to see her with it when she has nannies and, you know, butlers and help versus like the single mom who's raising her child or even the mother with, yeah, the father's there. And it's just between the two of them having to get up in the middle of night, and make bottles and change diapers. So I, I just don't know. I don't
2: know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one too, and um, you know, she could very well be dealing with it in her own way, but I I personally didn't deal with postpartum. I think anytime someone has a kid, like your body obviously is going to be different and hormones and stuff. But if just say I did, I, I couldn't imagine getting on Instagram and being like, oh, Kylie's dealing with it too. Okay, if she can get through this, I can too. I mean, what are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't know. It, I try not to, like you were saying, invalidate someone's feelings just because, just because you have money, I guess doesn't necessarily mean you're happy, but mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time believing that postpartum would be the same for her, that it would be for like your average, you know, just mom, new mom. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really, and I know I sound bitchy saying this, I kind of have a hard time finding anything that they do genuine.
1: Mm. Yeah, it always seems like it's contrived or it's just like whatever is viral. Let me jump on it. Let me talk about it. And like I said, that's the same vibe I was getting with this whole, um, you know, Bella story, because I kind of feel like I'm glad she's being honest and she's telling her truth but I also feel like it's kind of playing into like the whole season of euphoria, you know, like the two sisters. And, you know, this goes on to talk about how parents play a role in this type of perception, because she said from the time she was young, she always felt, you know, uglier than her sister. It was certain things that her mother would say. And like, I always tell people that European standard of beauty, there's definitely a hierarchy. I don't believe that they think, you know, just, because somebody's white, that's the end of it. But that hierarchy is blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, you had that even during Nazism, where yeah. they were even trying to do, um, you know chemical implantations and, and these crazy surgeries to make people with brown eyes to somehow turn their eyes blue. And they were blinding people with these trials that they were doing on the Jewish people. You guys can, you know, Google that information, but that is like that, that Aryan mentality. And that still holds true in a lot of countries in Europe. So being that Yolanda Hadid um, is a Dutch woman, or I think she's Dutch or Swedish. Uh, She's Dutch. <clears throat> OK. Yeah. And so she definitely favored and definitely geared towards the child that looked like her, the blonde hair and blue eyes. And trust and believe, I'm sure the daddy, Muhammad Hadid, got with her because, again, on the totem pole to him, you know how sometimes they'll say, like, you know, when black men get on, they'll go and get a white girl. Yeah. Well, even in, in other races, that can be true where they see like a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes is like a trophy, you know, and hope uh-huh. that, you know, their kids will come out with those features and they have a daughter that did. And so, what really stuck out to me is when Bella was saying that she felt bad because she has her do- her, her father's nose and she got rid of that. Like, you know, she had that Jordanian nose and now she looks a lot less ethnic you know, so almost getting rid of that feature. So that way she'd be more palatable. And that's really sad. So it just show, goes to show you that things like this doesn't just happen in the Black community or Hispanic community. Um, Featurism is very real, even amongst white people.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, even me, um, like I'm um just your your average i guess white person but um i have very very dark eyes i have very very dark hair and my whole life people nobody ever believes me when they're like oh okay so you know are you you're they don't believe that i'm white just because i have dark hair and dark eyes they just that for some reason is just unheard of which i know a lot of irish people might but whenever um I got married and, you know, we were expecting our son, my husband has green eyes and I don't know how many times people were like, oh, you know, maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe your baby will have your husband's pretty green eyes, you know, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is wrong with my eyes, you know? And it even was, in my head, I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, well, maybe he will. Like, because, you know, when babies are born, usually their eyes are blue. When my son was born, his eyes were just brown. He didn't even have blue eyes when he was born. And you don't really think about it, because I know, like, obviously, featurism and all that stuff affects so many communities in in different ways. But it is something that definitely happens in uh, just that whole Eurocentric, that Aryan blonde hair, blue eyed thing is definitely something that everybody Strives for. I do hair for a living, and I don't know how many times I've fried people's hair out of their fucking head just trying to get blonde hair. And it's like, sis, it ain't happening. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm
1: hmm. Exactly. And So today's show sponsor is EveryPlate.com. EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. While most meal kits come with a premium price tag, EveryPlate offers delicious dinners that won't break the bank. You can choose from 17 delicious weekly recipes and then sit back and they'll deliver you pre-portioned ingredients, easy to follow recipe cards right to your front door. Every plate cuts out the trip to the grocery store, stressful meal planning, so you can enjoy cooking dinner in 30 minutes or less for those that you love. Me personally, we love getting every plate meals we have them delivered here once a week, and then I just have the boys cook the meals. It's quick, it's easy, and you don't have to be bothered with measuring and everything else. Everything is literally done for you. So now, to try Every plate for 179 per meal, go to everyplate.com and enter code SIPSLOW179. Once again, make sure to enter code SIPSLOW179 to enjoy the price of 179 per meal. That's $104 value, so don't waste time getting your EvyPlate. I just think, too, that with the mother doing this, it kind of shows her narcissism. You um, know, yeah. The fact yeah. that she has these certain features and she has a child with those features. So I'm going to stuff my child down everybody's throat, like it or not. She's going to be a model. You know, she was taking her to all the top agencies, getting her signed, you know, because, again, the mother comes from that world and we get it. But it's like, she really went so hard to get them to be global names. I mean, she went hard. I mean, these are like global international models, but a lot of that was because it was almost like Yolanda was reliving her modeling career through Bella.
2: Oh yeah. And I, I remember, um, uh, Gigi was, um, I think she was in high school and she wanted to play volleyball. She really liked playing volleyball and Yolanda was like, "Well, you're going to have to choose because you're eating like a like a grown man playing volleyball. Like you're having a more muscular physique. You're not going to be able to model if you want to, you know, play volleyball, so you need to quit playing volleyball and focus more on modeling." And then uh Gigi was like, "Oh, I, I can't remember. It was some cake or something." She was like, "No, girl, you ain't ba- you're about to eat that cake." And then she was like, oh, well, we're about to go out to dinner or something. Like, she was very strict on her diet. And I get, you know, as a a parent wanting to, if you see that your kid's passionate about something and you know how it is, you know, guiding them in the right direction. But also at the same time, like, kind of take a step back. Let your kid be a kid. Like, y'all are already rich anyways. Like, you're... You're married to one of the richest people in the world. That's their mm-hmm. dad. I think they're going to be fine. I think her modeling career will be fine if she gains an extra pound or two. I I don't know how modeling goes, but it, like you said, it really um, it showed a lot of narcissism on her uh, behalf. And the fact that she let her daughter get a nose job at 14, I think is, um, I don't really like to judge people's parenting, but I think that's kind of fucked
1: up. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. You know, and the sad part is I think with her narcissism, she may not realize it, but she was low key pitting her children against each other. Because one thing when you have a narcissistic parent, a lot of times they will pit their kids against each other in a way to make these kids fight for their attention or for their love. You know, it's something that they get off on. And so it's hard because a lot of times you don't realize it until you get older that the parent was playing puppet master with the siblings and it causes like Damn. a lot of drama. Yeah, for real. It causes a lot of drama with the siblings and where, you know, one sibling feels isolated from the others and they're not cool. And one scene is the black sheep and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But people need to understand that that is real. And, and sometimes parents do it knowingly and unknowingly. Well, I don't know
2: if you remember, because, you know, Yolanda was always one of my favorites on uh, the, the Housewives. And I remember, I think the last season that she was on, or maybe this was around the last time that I, I quit watching it. But Lisa Renna and her got into it real bad. And Lisa, I think that's her name, Lisa Rinna, the one with mm-hmm.
0: the lip.
1: Yeah, Anyways,
2: yeah. <laughs> she yeah you know, she accused her of having um, Munchausen syndrome. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. but mm,
1: That's what it is. You,
2: Okay, well, you know, Yolanda had Lyme disease, and apparently Bella and um, Anwar, I think I'm saying his name right, they had gotten it as well, too, and I, I don't even know how they got it, but I remember Yolanda apparently got really sick. I don't know how sick Bella got. For I, I didn't realize how serious Lyme disease was until I saw that, because I was like, God, she's really rich. She has a lot of resources, and she looks like hell, and then I remember that whole debacle where Lisa was kind of calling her out, and she's like, you know, you're making this more than what it is. And, and which could have been totally wrong on her part too. I'm not saying that she does, but it's just interesting you saying that. And I never even thought about it like that. And then going back to, you know, her kind of calling her out for how she was treating her kids.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of times when you grow up in a narcissist, in the narcissistic family, you'll see the parent. You know, constantly doing comparisons between the siblings. Um, there's, there'll be rankings who's doing better here, sports wise, school rise, because they think that it's a way to push the kids to work harder. But. What you're technically doing is hurting your kids. You're pitting them against each other and it's going to cause drama and friction as they get older. And I think that might be possibly what happened between Bella and Gigi. Not saying that they're not close and they don't have like, you know, that the close bond of sisters, but obviously there was some damage done to the fact where you're praising this particular child for these particular features, her eyes, her blonde hair. She's pretty. And I'm not getting the same type of praise and they're, and then think about it. They're only a year apart. So that's even worse. You know, when oh, you're yeah. old, just like with, you know, Cassie and Lexi, they're only like a year or two apart. So that makes it even harder because it's like, you're constantly looking up to your big sister and you're like, you know, how can I compete when that's all my mom is focused on? And then to Basically, do an erasure of her nose, which is what she did when she had her undergo nose surgery at 14. You're trying to erase that feature. See, so once again, you're reiterating to her she was born with a defect or something that wasn't palatable. Once again, she's not good enough because, again, Gigi didn't go through any risky nose surgeries when she was 14. Uh, well, I don't think because
2: you know, you you see all these oh, uh, the, the glow up videos, all that's you know, the big thing on you know, social media now is. Uh, the watching that they break down these uh, influencers and models' glow ups, and <clears throat> I haven't seen anything on Gigi. And I, based off of what I've seen, I don't think Gigi's had, and she might have, I don't know, but um i don't think she's had any plastic surgery like she looks exactly the same as she did when she was younger which granted yes people their facial you know structure probably does change a little bit as they get older you use, lose baby fat in certain areas and um your face gets more defined but I, I couldn't imagine say i have a sister a year older than me and we're teenagers and she's not having to get plastic surgery but i am Like, I couldn't imagine how that would mess with, like, your self-esteem and your psyche. And then when I was reading the article and she was talking about how um, she was on Adderall and it gave her, like, an eating disorder, which was insane. Because I know both of them, especially, I know Gigi was always criticized for her weight. She was too big. And then she lost weight. And then when she was too skinny, and then apparently with Bella, she's always been considered more skinny. And I know Adderall is a appetite suppressant. I don't know why she was on it. It didn't Mm -hmm. say anything. I know that's prescribed for ADHD, but she didn't, it didn't really get in depth in the article, but I'm like, that's a lot for someone to be going through when they're having to take speed to not eat. She's going through an eating disorder. And then she's constantly feeling like the ugly duckling compared to her beautiful, perfect sister that her mom just worships the ground that she walks on.
1: Yeah, I remember there was even an article that came out on, Bud, on BuzzFeed News. This was in June 2021, and Gigi Hadid was reflecting on her, multi, you know, her multi-ethnic heritage, and she opened up because you know her baby's father is Zane Malik. You know, who's also Middle Eastern, who's a Muslim. Now, I haven't, I don't think I've seen their baby, so I don't know what the baby's features are. If the baby looks more Muslim or, you know, Middle Eastern, excuse me, or, you know, has brown eyes. I, child, I don't know. I don't even think she's posted her child. She had a little girl. But she was saying that back in June that for her, because of her white features, you know, when you look at her, to me, she looks like a white girl. I wouldn't yeah. look at her and think anything different. She feels like she's almost too white to stand up for her Arab heritage. So that's very interesting.
2: That is interesting. I wonder if she feels more connected to the Dutch side of her ancestry, just based off of how she looks.
1: Right. But see, that's what I, that's one thing I've always said and people don't understand in society. People deal with you with how you look phenotypically. Yeah. that That's just what it is. People yeah. always get mad when I say that, but the thing is, And especially when you come from a multi-ethnic background or you're biracial, if you are a biracial person who looks more racially ambiguous, that is how people are going to view you. Then you also have the hierarchy in the biracial system. If you look more black, people will view you more black or just think that you're light skin. So you have two girls. They both have the same mom and dad, you know, same ethnic mix. But one looks more Arab. And the other one looks more white. And that's no different than what we see in the black community, even in families where, you know, you'll have one child who's, you know, really light and one might be darker or, you know, one child has a particular hair texture. The other child has another, you know, type of hair texture. So that's very interesting. When I seen that article, I thought that was very interesting because I remember people would always come at her like, why aren't you putting up, you know, um, flags for Palestine and, you know, you guys never speak up about like the Middle Eastern conflicts and this and that, but I can see where she feels like, well, do I really want to speak up? Because phenotypically most people, unless you really look into her background, they don't even know that she has any Middle Eastern in her.
2: Yeah. And I can, um, also, you know, see it from a perspective where there's so many disingenuine people out here that always seem to, you know, take on plights and they're not doing it because they genuinely care about the, the problems that's going on in that community. They're just doing it. Just like when all of, like, the BLM protests and stuff are going on. And, you know, people were going out taking pictures and then hopping back in their cars. They didn't really give a shit about what was going on. They just wanted to hop on the bandwagon. So a lot of times people feel like, should I even say anything? Because I don't want people thinking that I'm just saying this to, like, do a thing. Like, or, or that I'm coming off coming off being disingenuous when it is something I care about. But because mm-hmm. of the way that I look, maybe people will just think that, oh, she doesn't really give a shit. She's just trying to, you know, have a moment or something.
1: Right. And that's where we have to give people grace. Because at the end of the day, it's very easy to dismiss somebody and say, "Well, you're privileged because you have money," or "You're privileged because you're white passing." But I don't care if you're white passing, racially ambiguous. At the end of the day, it can be very difficult when you're trying to figure out, you know your your ethnicity, and you know you're trying to figure out your identity is what I'm trying to say. You're trying to figure yeah. out like, your identity, like where do you belong? And I know for a lot of that that can really affect people who are multiracial, who come from a multiracial background. So I thought, I, you know, I, I didn't take any offense to her saying that because that is a real topic, yeah. you know, and as this country gets more and more mixed, we even have that where people are speaking on that now in, you know, the black community of erasure, because a lot of these biracial kids that are being born, what a lot of them as they get older, if they get with, you know, for white people, those kids become less and less black. I mean, we can look at Eartha Kitt. If you look at her granddaughter, that is a little white girl. You would not think that that was yeah. Kitt's <laughs> granddaughter. But Arthur <laughs> Kitt's daughter looks like a white woman, you know? So, yeah. again, just like the Jacksons, most of the Jacksons now are literally turning white. So, yeah. so these are real conversations because... This is what's going to go on with the third and fourth generation that's that's coming down the pipeline. So I was glad when I seen her address that. Um, And she said she's going to basically allow her baby to choose, you know, how she ethnically sees herself. And like I said, her baby might be a little bit more darker, more, you know, Arabian or whatever, just because the father is, you know, Zayn Malik. But, you know, who knows? The baby could be blonde hair, blue eyed like her. You just never know how genetics work. But I haven't seen the child per se, because I don't think she really posts her daughter on social media.
2: Yeah, look at uh, Drake's son. I mean, doesn't he's right. blonde hair, blue, which I know Drake is biracial and his uh, baby mama is uh, white. But I mean, that, he, right. that, that baby just looks white. He's got yeah. blonde curly hair and blue eyes. He looks like Drake's mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a little white kid to me, you know. Yeah. And, Again, that's a perfect example of erasure, you know, and it was so funny that even after she had the baby, Drake had the nerve to like DNA test the child three times. It's like, dude, you're not black, <laughs> you're biracial. Why would you think you're a white woman and you're going to have a baby that comes out dark like that? That's silly. He you was
2: know? trying to get rid of that one. He's like, "No, I am not. I ain't claiming this one."
1: <laughs> right, and then he had no choice when that DNA test came back—not once, but three times. I like, know that white child is <laughs> yeah. your child. That's our time's a play. charm, right? You know, so I, I just think the whole conversation is very interesting. I just hope that Gigi, you know, finds the peace that she's looking for, you know, and telling her side of the story. But I think Yolanda needs to like kind of reflect as well. Well, not Gigi. Well, yeah, Gigi needs to find her peace, but Bella needs to find her peace as well. I hope both these girls find their peace, damn it. I'm curious. I'm curious of of
2: how things are, you know, what's going on in the brother's head, because he's real good looking, too. You know,
1: he's fine. (laughs) That's that's Amway, honey. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Anwar looks real good. He he looks Middle Eastern. Yeah. He He looks Middle Eastern.
2: Right. I wonder if he has like, um, you know, struggles with, you know, the the Eurocentric hierarchy and things like that. Or if it's maybe not as difficult for him being a guy, Mm -hmm. I I would have no idea. But um, if he struggled as much with his appearance and and things like that, you know, growing up in a household with two supermodel sisters, because obviously he's a model, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole family's fine. That's yeah. whole family. <laughs> Muhammad and, and uh, damn uh, Yolanda, they made some beautiful kids. They, yeah, they that. do. They, they made do. some beautiful kids. You know, Yolanda's just bad shit crazy though. But yeah, she has, she has some beautiful daughters and a beautiful son. You know, but she just needs to realize that some of the things that she did to them as teenagers has obviously definitely damaged them. You know, I remember like even a while ago, uh, Bella broke down you know, she was the one crying on camera. Remember that? Oh yeah. So weird pictures came out of her, like just posting on Instagram crying and people were like, well, what the, like, who the fuck, you know, takes people yeah. and, crying and posts on Instagram, like girl, get up out of here. So some people were dragging her for that. But I, I you know, just seems like she's just going through a lot. And again, it just goes to show that money doesn't always make you happy. But I will say like, usually when they speak, I don't know. It just comes off a bit more genuine, even though I can see the euphoria connection. But sometimes with the Kardashians, I feel like it's always contrived. There's always some sometimes some of their stuff just does not have the same genuine effect.
2: Yeah, I feel the Hadid sisters Bella uh, <clears throat> always has kind of came off more of like the shy one. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's maybe because Gigi was kind of pushed more Toward it, toward the the spotlight, but Gigi has always been very non problematic to me. She's always seemed very sweet and genuine. She's never really been in a bunch of bullshit that I know of. Um, so when they talk about stuff, I find it a little bit more uh, genuine for sure than um, Kylie. I don't, and this I could be completely wrong, but anything that they do as far as the car jenners it always seems like what's about to pop up you know is there something with the show it it just always seems very calculated
1: right no definitely well now this is a perfect way to segue into this new topic about not even it's probably going about two hours now jesse juice box (laughs) smoole Juice box. <laughs> yes, so has been let out of Cook County Jail. This is a mess. First, they were announcing that they were thinking about letting him out um, on the appeal, and now he's out. So I'm going to go ahead and play this news clip really quick.
4: And this just-in-an-appeals court has ordered that Jussie Smollett be released from jail on bond while he appeals his conviction. Last week, the actor began serving a 150-day sentence in Chicago's Cook County Jail after being convicted of lying to police. Smollett claimed to have been the victim of a racist, homophobic attack back in 2019. Investigators say he staged it. His attorneys are appealing, and again, just a short time ago, a court ordered uh, his release pending that appeal. Jesse, how does it feel to be free? How does it feel to be free? Can you tell us what the past week has been like?
3: Jesse, do you have
4: anything to say to the judge? Obviously, the Smollett family, uh, they're very, very happy with today's developments. Uh, The legal team, Ms. Waddell, Mr. Allen, uh, Ms. Walker, and Ms. Lewis, and myself, were very elated about this. Let me make something clear. There is no room for politics in our court system and our appellate courts in this great state do not play politics. Let me make something clear. When this case was initially re-indicted, when this case was prosecuted, when this case was sentenced, at each of those steps, I wondered to myself whether Chicago has seceded from the union. Because in this country, In this country, you cannot punish a person twice. We've been complaining about the disparate treatment of African Americans in the judicial system, regardless of what you think about this case. Some people might think Mr. Smollett is guilty. I disagree. We all disagree. But that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. But the real question is, should black men be walked into jail for a Class 4 felony? Shame on you if you think they should. That's a disgrace.
1: All right, so Jesse is officially a free man. They let him out while waiting on appeal. Um, They didn't want him to stay in there. But if the appeal ends up falling through, then he'll have to come back. I just find this whole situation, I feel like at this point, we're living in a movie.
2: You know, I was wondering, I was like, damn, I didn't know an appeal went through that fast. Like, good God, that was quick. Mm Mm-hmm. But so the appeal actually hasn't went. Through, I don't know. My timeline must be messed up. But that that was really fast. So the appeal hasn't even been.
1: Yeah. Ooh, no, it's pending.
2: Okay, so they just say, mm-hmm. Where, "Who the fuck else gets those type of? You
1: know, gets to do that like." Right. That's why I was saying on my stream, I don't understand all these weird caping women and these tattooed tears. Even today, you had Tina Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom coming out caping for him and, you know, free, juicy and all this goofy stuff. (laughs) And it's just like, ma'am, like, what are y'all crying about? Y'all act like he's about to do five years in prison. I already said he's not even going to do the whole five months. They're already allowing him to go out pending an appeal. The appeal hasn't even been approved and his celebrity status is already working for him.
2: Yeah, I I've had to go through appeal processes before, not necessarily in that manner, but I I remember it being hell. Like just having to deal with like unemployment appeals and stuff like that, you know. And oh my god, it would make you want to rip your hair out. Now, I I will say as far as the jail time thing, um I'm still kind of like flip-floppy on that. Like is it that necessary? For him to do that but with all that being said it is it's like if y'all are gonna give him jail time just give him fucking jail time like why are y'all going back and forth on it
1: right well I mean they did they gave him jail time but you know with all the hoopla from his celebrity friends and um, I'm sure you know Cory Booker whoever probably went down there and you know pulled a few strings Kim Fox you know because I just find it very interesting now that the judge was very very stoic And very stern about giving him that sentencing and sticking to it. And then all of a sudden, less than six days later, he's waltzing out of there pending appeal.
2: Yeah, the way I always with any like celebrity case, I always try to look at it from if this was a regular person. Like what would happen if he wasn't who he was and someone did what they they did? And I know a lot of times people, um, they lie. To the police about different crimes and things like that. I don't know if they get jail time, but I think that the, he was definitely being made an example out of because this wasn't someone just lying on a regular citizen or calling the cops saying, oh, this person's doing this, this, and then the cops show up and it's he, it was a political thing that he was lying about. Like the politics behind it, I think, is why they were, why it was such a big deal. Why they are like, no, you're going to be held accountable. We're going to make an example out of you. And then they went through all this just to be like, ah, never mind. Never mind. We're not dealing with
1: this. Right. It, none of it makes any sense at this point. You know, at this point, I just feel like they're just playing an extended version of Empire. It's just yeah. next, it's like a TV show right now. It really does.
2: Yeah. And um, I, I do. I, I think. That had he just, at some point in time, been like, okay, you know what, I fucked up. I don't think it would have went this far.
3: Like, if he would have just
2: humbled himself at some point in time throughout this whole thing, then it probably wouldn't have. Been this big deal, but at this point, I'm surprised because I didn't know that he got let out. Last I heard, he was in the court. Like, I respect you, judge, but jail time, no jail time. And everybody was making a huge ordeal. And then you tell me that he walked out today. So,
3: mm-hmm. what are they going to
2: do if they decide the appeals denied? Just be like, hey, come on back, man. We need you to come back and do this. Like, right. how does
1: that work? <laughs> That's why I think you know it's going to look stupid for them to let him out and then tell him to come back. So they're probably just going to approve the appeal and call it a day.
2: So what does he just do probation?
1: Yeah, but even with the probation, look how sweet it is. He's still able to travel and go work and do all his celebrity stuff. Most people Uh, on probation, you're stuck on, you know, house arrest, at least the first 90 days.
2: Right, exactly. And I wonder, like, what kind of work is he going to be doing now? Like, is, is, does he even have a career or is he just going to go back to his, you know, normal life?
1: Mm hmm. I don't think he's going to, I don't know. I mean, he could go back to his normal life, but I don't think the public, you know, these celebrities might still support him and, you know, see Jesse as their son, you know, whatever that's their business. (laughs) I I think the average citizen, we're all tired of the BS. I could care less if Jesse could come out with a new movie tomorrow, he could drop a new, you know, thug life mixtape. I'm (laughs) not buying it. I'm not trying to hear it. I just don't care.
2: Yeah. This thing has been going on for a really long time. And I think the fact that uh, where most of, like, the the general population is uh, annoyed is that he just will not, like, admit that he fucking lied. Right. I think that's where most of the frustration is coming from.
1: Right. And then threw the, the other two black guys under the bus and made it to where they could have been locked up. I mean, they had to come and admit their role in everything because he was literally trying to throw them under the bus and get them locked up. Yeah, everybody
2: always seems to forget that part, you know, poor innocent Jesse. He's being bullied because he, you know, for whatever shit he made up. But I think everybody's forgetting all the other people that don't have that same money and status as him, that he was really like willing to if if they would have went to jail and his name would have been cleared, he would have had no problem.
1: Right. And that's the scary part. That's the scary part is that he would have had no problem with it and he would have just kept right on living his life. So I just think this whole appeals process is a joke. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to approve his appeal because it doesn't make any sense, like I said, to let him out and then bring him back in.
2: Yeah. And uh, so with them doing that, I mean, like, I know he has fines and things. Do you know how much he's having to pay in fines and things like that? Like, has that went up?
1: I I think it's going to be the same, whatever they gave him at that time at his sentencing. And I forget, I think it was like a hundred thousand or something, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the information like right here on um, but yeah, he, okay, here it is. Um, uh, he was ordered to pay 120,000 in restitution to the city of Chicago and a $25,000 fine.
2: Oh, well, but, I mean, for me, obviously that would bankrupt me, but for him, I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> so he yeah, pretty $50. much got a slap on the wrist.
1: Yeah. That, that's they, what made, it was.
2: they did all this shit, all this court and trial and all this for, for the, okay. All right. I'm 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 over Chicago with this. I mean, not Chicago, but I'm over this whole case at, at this point. They made yeah, a big deal know. of this for nothing.
1: They did. And, and that's the problem is that once again, he's getting what he wanted, which is attention, you know. But like I said, the fact that they're even trying to act like he's just innocent. He did nothing wrong. He was railroaded. It's just it's very just it's interesting, very comical. So now let's go ahead and talk about the whole situation that went down today on Jocelyn's cabaret. Um, This is a mess.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. You know, I've been listening to to different bits here and there and the thing with Jocelyn that, that bothers me the most is she gets up on there and she talks to these girls like they ain't shit. And come to find out, all these girls are coming out, you know, telling their side of the story. And apparently Jocelyn can beat the shit out of anybody that she wants, but you cannot get close to her. That was what they were saying. As far as security and stuff goes, everybody knows you cannot touch Jocelyn. Now, she can beat the shit out of you all day long, but don't come close to her. So she can get, you know, talk all tough and, oh, I whoop bitches ass and this, that. And the third, she's got security on her 24-7.
1: I guess I'm confused because I seen that she was bragging on Twitter earlier, which was just very disturbing. Because this is the same woman, like I told people, When she went on the Wendy Williams show and tried to blast Wendy and people were clapping for her. And I told folks back then, Jocelyn is full of shit. Why y'all clapping for her like this show that she's promoting is some type of classy show? Like the um, real Jocelyn's cabaret is a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of ratchetness and a bunch of girls fighting. So that's why when she was trying to come at Wendy, like, oh, you know, you talked down to us and you don't give us props and I'm doing this and that. Like, why are you acting like you created America's next top model or you, you know, like, like a show that's actually helping contestants. You didn't. No, and she's so- just
2: trying to <laughs> act like she's the pimp, you know, she's the, the madame.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so what she did, she went on to Instagram. Um, let's play the video really quick, the audio of the girl Amber Ali crying. Um basically what happened is that she's a legend that she was attacked by Jocelyn's fiance, ballistic. Literally ballistic went ballistic on her ass. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let got go them ballistic beats. Right. Okay. So let's go ahead and play <laughs> this clip real quick.
0: I get I knocked your bitch out, but your bitch is steady rushing me, steady attacking just yeah, Amber, you gonna keep running up and she gonna keep doing it to your ass She gonna drop kick your ass again He was, he was, he was airing it on, geeking it up when she kicked me But soon as I deck her ass, now you wanna rush me? What the fuck you think this is? This ain't Jocelyn's world This ain't Jocelyn's life Jocelyn will get her just like anybody else Every time we told Jocelyn to fight, 101 head up. She kept jumping up like she was about to, but Raven and it could diamond, kept running up. Bitch, you ain't finna fucking do nothing. Sit your ass down. You know damn well you met your match this season. That's why you kicked me out the cabaret from jump. Because you knew you met. I am in the hospital because Jocelyn kicked me and Ballistic attacked me. But I only came to the hospital because my, are, my ribs are very bruised. Because Jocelyn has some big boots on and she kicked me my ribs look like this so I have to make sure that my ribs aren't broken or bruised other than that shit I'm good Ballistic just ripped my hair off my head he ripped my real hair out like we gonna handle this in court it's
1: all good child okay I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bless her you know, heart been joined up to be on the damn cabaret.
2: Yeah, I think at some point too and and I this is from someone who has worked in strip clubs before so I know how it goes. I think at some point too um the girls that put themselves on that show need to be held accountable as well because you th- this isn't the first season. This is the 3rd season. Everybody knows what that show's about. She talks to those girls like their shit they don't pay them next to nothing. They're not getting any type of exposure. You know, it's not it's not even like they're getting on Love and Hip Hop or something like that where they might can, you know, get a little bit more exposure on Instagram or something like that. Like, this really is doing nothing for them. I mean, mm-hmm. they might be in a better position than where they started. I don't know. But they are just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, they're being exploited. exploited. Yes, mm-hmm. exploited. Yeah. It's, it's just to be exploited. And to the point where you're getting beat on by grown men, like, come on, this is ridiculous. They said that the security whooped a uh, ballistics ass, though. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. Well, this is what Miss Jocelyn Hernandez had to say. So she took to Twitter and she says, Mortal Kombat, hashtag Jocelyn's Cabaret Vegas. Then she says, I'm Mortal Kombat, one hoe. Pimp slapped another one. Push one into last night's episode. Kick down a few on the ground. Slap the fire out of everyone on that stage. Me and my crew. Wait for it. She's Benchou, stupid. Then <laughs> she goes on to say, "Keep crying from your hospital bed, from your hospital bed with your broken rib. One kick, you flew into next day. Rotten mouth asshole." this says and for you dumb bitches when you sign up for a reality tv show you cannot file a lawsuit against anyone on the show you dummies first of all ma'am there's a lot of typos and errors while you calling people dummies okay <laughs> then she goes on to say y'all ho, stay out my dick this is i'm reading it verbatim this is not me trying to be funny okay? so she goes y'all whole stay out my dick and go get you some money mind.'" Go get you some money, mind you, all you hoes, forever my hoes. You work for me until you die, and she spelled you, you owe you, child. You know what? <laughs> f- I blame Stevie for this nonsense. Then she goes, I ain't never gonna stop. Then she got the nerd to post an old Mortal Kombat click. Remember Mortal Kombat back, used to be like, finish them. Oh shit! <laughs> and she posts that and she says, your guts went into your ass after that. Then she goes on <laughs> to saying, I have too much money to have time for bitches that don't make no money. So if you don't work for me, please kindly mind your broke ass. Please kindly mind your broke down business and go get a fucking job. Dog face, mad, jealous, envious, drunk, drunk, ho, ho. and half the stuff is misspelled then she goes another one bites the dust child what is what is what was jocelyn's uh, she's biting some dust she's on that same post that stevie was on
2: the other day when he was getting his when he was getting ahead on that interview she must have got a hold to that same shit because that that's what they it was given to me was a bunch of drunk coked out uh, just a fool. I think she's doing all that extra shit though, acting like she was the one whooping ass to try to divert attention from the fact that it was not you, ma'am. It was your, your dude up there beating the shit out of them girls.
1: Right. And that's what I don't understand. I just don't get why these girls would subject themselves to this. Now you're saying, cause I don't watch the show. I'm not subscribed to Zeus. I've never even, I just, I'm just not interested. I get, I'm tired of, especially black women, you know, just being exploited in that manner. And from the clips I've seen that have went viral on social media, she talks to these women very ugly and, you know, she just really, really disrespects them. Um, And even so much so that Tommy, and I don't know if Tommy has a lot of room to talk because we know she was throwing hands on love and hip hop, but you Mm -hmm. remember Tommy Lee. So she was even coming for Jocelyn earlier today. And this is what she said. She stated, "The same grown ass women bragging about beating up bitches is the same one caught the police and got a restraining order on me. I had to pay 50k to get out of jail, all because when it comes to me, everybody's so mature and above the BS. Then turn into victims all of a sudden. Shake my head, y'all, funny. I want my court fees and bond money back." So, yeah, you know? about Jocelyn. So Jocelyn's doing all this hooping and hollering like she's beating up these girls, but Tommy's saying that when Tommy went to go fight her, Jocelyn ended up calling the police.
2: She did, and that's how she does all them girls, because the way that she talks to those girls on that show, I'm like, how the hell has not one girl ran up on her? And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, I hear security, you can't even get close to Jocelyn, and then two, even if they did, they would probably just edit it out. But yeah, no, Tommy's telling the truth, and I remember, uh, what's her name, Jessica Dime tried to run up on Jocelyn, too, on the show, and she didn't have none of that smoke. She's one mm-hmm. of those people that she, she'll try to fight someone, you know, maybe like Mimi or someone like that, that she knows, mm-hmm. you know, ain't going to really fight. But Tommy will whoop her ass.
1: Right. I remember she was calling her, Shanelika, <laughs> Jessica Jones. Yeah, <Donald>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dom Penny, <laughs> dime Penny. Right, that <laughs> was in my head, rent free. Shanelika.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, they was getting down, but... Uh, dime tried to run up on her several times and she was she wasn't fighting her she wasn't fighting tommy but these girls you know that are quote on you know beneath her oh well she can mortal combat kick them into next week and all kind of shit that she's talking about but they can't even get close to her because of security and then she's letting her man beat up on these dudes like what that's just so whack to me
1: that is so now another person from jocelyn's cabaret. her name is uh gia She's speaking out. So I'm going to go ahead
5: and play that clip really quick. Nah, because if they can put that shit on national TV, bro, they just pulled out Amber's fucking hair, bro. That shit is domestic violence. This shit is not about no TV shit no more. I don't give a fuck if they put me on a show or not. F them. That shit is fucked up. Fuck network, cause They kept trying to get me to go back in there and fight and shit. They literally kept trying to push me back in there when they were literally all fighting each other. Hell nah, bro. The fuck? I don't give a fuck none of that shit no more i don't give a fuck they put me on the show they might not even aired at this point we didn't even get to fucking do the reunion amber they literally amber was beating jocelyn's ass so ballistic literally pulled her fucking hair and pulled out a big f- chunk of f- scalp Jocelyn looked like she was cracked the fuck out. She looked like she was on cocaine. She was literally had whiskey in her fucking hand. She had alcohol in her fucking hand. My mother is a fucking alcoholic. Hell no. Nah. Everybody was drinking and smoking and shit. I'm still sober. Didn't nothing happen to me, bro, because I'm I'm a real fighter, bro. I'm not about to be doing all that fucking dirty ass street fighting and shit, bro. What the fuck? I not believe that just happened i'm literally traumatized y'all that was literally so terrible it was so traumatizing something told me they kept trying to get me to go back down there i left their zeus network is sketchy as fuck i literally left like they, they the fights kept breaking out literally as soon as we started filming they started fucking fighting bro and i was like nah shit this is not a place to have an intelligent conversation this is not a place where intelligent women have intelligent conversation i left and they were like i no, we need you on the show please come back please come back please come back down here da da, da 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 telling me to come back telling me to come back down there and shit and i was like hell no nah. do y'all hear that meanwhile they're like oh no everything's safe everything's safe they're like, telling me to my face everything is safe and i hear oh! <laughs> downstairs I'm like, bitch what the fuck do you mean it's safe i can literally hear them all fighting I can literally hear them fighting. What you mean is safe? They're like, no, please just come back down. And just come back down. What, so you can see me fight? And get beat the fuck up on TV? The fuck? No. The fuck? Dude, I feel so bad for Amber. They literally... Amber beat Jocelyn's ass, though. Amber, Amber was beating Jocelyn's ass, so ballistic fucking hit her. That shit is not okay, bro. It don't, what the fuck? It don't matter just because it's on camera. You sign a contract, the fuck? That's still a crime. So that means if if you sign a contract and somebody shoots you with a gun for TV. Oh, yeah, because it's on TV, let's film it. And let's take a gun and let's shoot you in your fucking stomach. Oh, you can't, you can't arrest me because it's for TV. So I shot you in the fucking stomach. So you're saying if you rob a fucking bank, but you record it. Oh, oh, just, just kidding, police. Yeah, I know we robbed the fucking bank, but it's for a TV show. What do you mean? I know we stole $80,000. That's still a fucking crime. The fuck?
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, well, she was making some good points, because I was wondering the same thing. Okay, just because you signed a contract, I don't think that means that you're free to, like, be abused and for a grown man to, like, put his hands on you.
1: Right. I mean, the fact that this young girl says that, you know, that's not the place for intelligent conversation. Well, duh. Yeah, I was about to say the (laughs) same thing. (laughs) What Have y'all not seen the first, second, and third? I've only seen clips. Like I said, I've never sat and watched a full episode. And even from the clips I've seen online, I know that it's not a place for intelligent conversation. It looks like a place for debauchery and fuckery. So, I just have never, (laughs) I'm not surprised that they're up there. They got men pulling bitches hair out their head and females beating on Jocelyn, Jocelyn beating on females. Like the whole thing is just disgusting and ratchet.
0: Yeah. And I, um,
2: you know, you've, I've heard girls from like past seasons and stuff like that speak out. And, uh, based off of what they said, they are not getting paid like, much at all, like the they' it's one of those, I mean they might get a little check, but like it's more of, oh, you're getting paid an exposure type thing like they're not even getting paid that much to get their ass whooped and talked to the way that they're being talked to,
1: yeah, I just I don't get the point of it. Has anybody seen success from this show because this is what you said the fourth season. so has any is anybody actually dancing in a real life cabaret in Vegas? have they been able to make a career? like what is she training these women for is what i'm i'm confused about based off
2: of what i've heard is that if there is a like um any any girl that starts getting a little bit more notoriety or you know people are feeling her she's a fan favorite she usually will kick them off the show they ain't even on the show that long like it's all about her
1: oh, wow. so they yeah. don't even come back the second and third seasons
2: well sometimes they might like they might be a coach or whatever You know, for like a, because that's what I thought it was. Now I could be wrong because I don't really watch a show like that. I've just seen clips here and there and then kind of like reviews and stuff on it. But yeah, like they have, girls might return from previous seasons. Now the first season, I don't think any of those girls, maybe one might have came back. And then the second season, but they might have had like a coach or something. Like apparently there was a girl named Lexi on there. Everybody really liked Lexi. Well, Lexi ain't even on the cabaret no more because she was getting too much attention. Like, it's all just about Jocelyn and feeding her ego. She just wants to be a pimp. Like, I don't... The girls usually are dancing in her music videos, from what I understand. So it's all just to feed her ego. And I guess, you know, it's um, Ratchet TV. So, you know, something, I guess, to get streams and stuff up. But no, I don't think any girl has went on that show and left in a better place than where they started. Like, she ain't helping nobody.
1: Hmm. Well, it looks like Zeus Network finally released a statement after all of today's drama. So this is what Zeus is saying. They're saying the Zeus Network would like to thank all of our viewers for their continued support. While our programming remains authentic, loud, provocative, raw, unscripted and uncensored, under no circumstance do we condone bullying, unprovoked violence and men attacking women. Currently, we are conducting a thorough review of the events that took place during Jocelyn's Cabaret reunion taping, the safety of our talent, crew, guests, and fans is our top priority. We encourage anyone who encounters violence of any kind to seek help from their local authorities or visit Stop Bullying. Look <laughs> at <Forget> the fucking. <laughs> I can't, can't this bullshit or visit stopbullying.gov for free confidential resources on how to seek help Get the fuck, no, the fuck they here. didn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god you
2: can't make this shit up.
1: Can't make it up So now they want us to go to a website about stopping bullying but this show from season one to four it has been Jocelyn bullying these women for a check for her to receive a check mainly.
2: And the way she taught, I remember that one girl that apparently won because I thought at first it was a competition, but I don't think they win anything. She was like, when you first started, I thought you was just a pot belly ho or I'm like, damn, Jocelyn, just the way that she'll be talking to them, just verbal abuse at that.
1: Right. You know, it's its just the whole thing is just a joke. You know, I just hope that women see what's going on with this and understand when you're being exploited. You know, we talked about making the band and the whole Puffy making them walk for cheesecake and all of the things that those kids went through to try and get a record deal. Well, the exportation is still going on on reality television. You know, I don't care if it's Jocelyn's Cabaret or, you know, any other show out there. They're still exploiting a lot of the talent.
2: Yeah, and I think also, you know, with this glamorization of strippers nowadays to um, Jocelyn used to be a stripper and you know she's doing pretty well for herself I'll give her that there's a lot of girls that started out in the strip clubs and have been able to really make a name for themselves so I'm not hating on that but I think that it is um, it's almost like easy prey like she can go in to these strip clubs and be like oh you know you could be like me come get on my show you'll get exposure you'll make money and these girls are better off just staying in the strip clubs like they're yes. putting themselves in more dangerous situations, working there, being beat up. They don't have any type of protection, nothing like that. They're saying that they can't even sue if they get hurt. I mean, yeah. it it seems like they, they are definitely exploiting these girls.
1: That's what it sounds like to me. Well, we've come to our hour. This was a really good discussion. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today, Emily. No problem. Thanks for having me. Definitely. We hit on a lot of good points. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, especially with the you know, juice box story. I'm you know, interested. He just got out two hours ago, so I can't wait to see all the talking points and what all the news pundits have to say about this foolishness. So I'm definitely going to keep the people posted on that foolishness. So on that note, everybody, thank you guys once again for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered. I really appreciate you guys. So we will talk to you guys later. Deuces.